So we thank you, Lord. Ha, we thank you for this day that we have. Right now, Father, we just pray right now for this one who's been diagnosed. It's been said that there's something in their body attacking their body. Destructive. But we thank you that though the thief comes to kill, to steal, and destroy, you bring life. Life from the very source. So according to Acts chapter 19, we pray over this cloth right now. To be saturated with your anointing. When it's brought and laid upon their body, that that anointing would escape this cloth. It would move through their skin into the bloodstream. Search out the very cells that would seek to destroy and accumulate. In your life, that anointing would break those cells up, destroy them, dispel them from the body. That life, healing, and strength would arise like never before. And we thank you. We thank you, Father, for the good report and the healing anointing. We thank you that you're here present in this place, Holy Spirit, to bring deliverance, freedom, liberty. We thank you for doors of utterance open, that your word might go forth clearly and accurately. And we'll give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, and all the thanksgiving for what will be accomplished in every heart and in every life by your word and by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, church. How are you this morning? Man, it's an awesome day. We are so excited about today and this uh, just all day long with Dr. Avery Jackson. His wife, uh, Kara, is with us. Praise the Lord. And so we're excited about that. We're excited about you being here because God wants to speak into your life and change your life. You are such an important part of what's going on right now. Wherever you go from this place, it'll be vital as God ministers to your heart today. We want to welcome everybody who's joining us online. We want to welcome our Meeker campus. We're excited that you're with us today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody next to you say, the life of God dwells in me and the life of God dwells in you. Therefore, you have victory under every circumstance, in every place, and your victory releases a fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere you go. Praise the Lord. You can be seated Hallelujah. I just want to tell you uh, just a couple of things real quick before Dr. Avery comes. And uh, that is uh, 13 people made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. This week we had a dynamic uh, youth encounter. Nine kids gave the, their life to the Lord. Two people in services last Sunday and two people in the jail ministry uh, gave their life to the Lord. Amen. And God's doing tremendous, tremendous things. He's got a testimony uh, of God's restoring families. He's got a testimony of somebody who is struggling financially and they really just by the word taught, the foundations taught, uh, really began to act upon what they'd heard. Their life totally changed around. And so you're a part of that. You're a part of what's going on. Uh, salvation is uh, saved, healed, delivered, set free, made whole, and prospered. Bonds being broken, people being delivered. Uh, there's so many things that are going on, and you're a part of that. Sometimes we just get in our day-to-day, -day and we're like, is anything going on? Well, I'm here to tell you God's restoring families. He's healing bodies. He's saving lives. Um, it's all because you're here. Amen? 
Praise the Lord. Well, we are privileged and we are honored. Uh, we are so blessed. Uh, Pastor Tasha and I have been looking forward to this. We were able to, uh, in a couple of conferences we were in here, Dr. Avery Jackson, uh, uh, minister in those conferences, we began to talk and we just got a desire in our heart. Felt like it was really time and a, a divine appointment to have him come and speak into this local church body uh, from really the revelation that God has given him. If you've been on uh, his podcast, you've connected with him, his great revelation of spirit, soul and body, which is awesome from a spiritual perspective, but then a neurosurgeon, uh, a scientist, a, m- a medical doctor, uh, brings the body, the mind into all of that. And so without further ado, uh, open up your hearts, put your hands together, give a warm Glenwood Springs welcome to Dr. Avery Jackson as he comes to minister to you. Thanks. Thanks, Pastor. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having me. And I just want to thank Pastor Mark and Pastor Tasha, just lovely, lovely people. You all have such a special gift in these, in these people. Wow. You know, um, we had a chance to spend some time with them over the last uh, uh, day and a half or so. And, you know, I'm always impressed by, um, by strength in the body of Christ, you know, and that strength is, it's different. It's, um, when we, when we think about strength, like, um, uh, someone's influence, um, how much money they have, the titles in their name, all the, all the benchmarks that we go through in life that shows this is a great person, this person's accomplished so much. While all those things are good, it's really interesting that the way that God measures our strength is, is in him. And you see that in these powerful, anointed people and how kind they are. And it's, it's, it's almost surprising, right? Because they're these great men and women of God and the strength that they hold and yield and the skill of, of, of the, knowing the word of God and, and functioning and walking in his grace and power. And yet... They're just so kind, right? And so your pastors are definitely an example of this strength and this, this gift uh, to the body of Christ. And so I just want to just tell you that because I'm just so excited. And when we had so much time with them and, and we were just so impressed with their kindness and their, their strength, you know, and their spiritual strength, knowing who they are, you know, it's just, it's absolutely amazing to me because as a neurosurgeon, you know, you think about, um, you know, in training and titles and who did what and how many surgeries and, and did you train at this university? Are you at this clinic? Are you, you know, all those things. And all those things are great, but those pale in comparison to the strength that you can have in Christ and that your pastors exhibit. It's just absolutely amazing. So anyway, I want to brag on them. I so... So I want to brag on them, but I, I know I need to get to my message. But anyway, I was just really excited and wanted to share that. So, um, And also, I just want to thank my, my wife, Kara Marie, um, who is just, uh, has been amazing. Um, and I'd acknowledge her. And also, I want to acknowledge my spiritual dad uh, and, and, and spiritual mom, Keith Butler, uh, and Bishop Butler, and Pastor Deborah. Um, They've just been amazing people who have raised me now 41 years in their church. And, uh, and so I just learned a, a ton. 
So if I could, I'd like to go before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to be with, with your people and my family and the body of Christ and this wonderful opportunity in this amazing church. Lord, I ask that you would just guide my mind and my mouth and my heart to speak to your people and give them exactly what you'd have for them today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, so thanks for having me. So yeah, I am, I'm a neurosurgeon, and just a real brief story about how I came to be that way. It was not by my choice. Not exactly by my choice. So the Lord said to me at a young age, he told me what I was going to do. He said, this is your calling. And what happened was my grandmother, my mom's mom, had a stroke. And so she had some weakness on the side of her face. And I was about in second grade. And I just uh, asked the Lord, I said, Lord, how can I help people who have brain problems? Like my grandma. I love my grandma. And about a month or two later, he said, I want you to be a neurosurgeon. Now, mind you, I don't have anybody in my family that's in medicine at all, so I had no idea what a neurosurgeon was at all. So I looked it up, and it said a brain surgeon and spine, or spine surgeon. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. And ever since then, he's been very gracious, and he's taking me through training and all kinds of things and, uh, and, and to be able to do what I do. And it's a lot of fun. And I'll tell you a couple, just a couple quick things. Number, well, it's fun. I mean, it's serious. It's serious, but it's fun because the Lord is in it, and he gives me a perspective. So just like all the anointings that each one of you have and the giftings that each one of you have, you know, he makes it kind of easy for you. And so that's how it, it, you know, for me. And so, you know, I do a lot of standing. So when I'm operating, I'm usually standing. So when I sit, like it's okay, but most of the time I'd rather stand because I'm used to standing all day, you know, and some of the surgeries vary in length, some may be an hour, and some might be 16 hours, you know, and, um, and it's just, so it's been a really interesting time for me because I get to see God's miracles every single day, every single day in people and how he's created us. And it's such a reminder to me of how good he is and how smart he is. Like people use standards. What does science say? And what does this say? And does it line up with the word of God? And we can prove that God's right because of science. They got it backwards, right? God created everything. And science is simply one of his languages. And once I was asking him about science and this whole thing, and he said to me, son, science is the language that I use and the methodology that I use to create people in terms of physical sciences and biologic sciences and create the earth and gravity. So he said, you can look at my word, listen to me, and gain revelation when you spend time with me in the word. And if you believe the word and you act on it in faith, you'll, you'll get the results of that, those actions. He says, and if you want to know more specifics about what I've done in your body in terms of health, what I've done in the physical earth, then you can learn science because that's how I've done it. It's kind of like my cookbook. 
you don't have to learn it. You can. And either way, because of your spiritual understanding or intellectual in both, you'll get, you'll get those results. So that's really what science is. So why it's been dichotomized is, is you know, I believe is kind of a, a, a ploy of the enemy because it's his science, it's his language, and that's how he does what he does. Um, so um, first slide, please. Great, and, and so this is, so basically, the, the tripart man, human, is, uh, is, is found in scripture, and we'll go through that in a second, we're gonna talk about that, and this really long word, psychoimmunology, psychoneuroimmunology, sometimes called psychoneuroendoimmunology, right? And in a nutshell, we're created as, as these tripart people, and these, this is kind of a science, it's, it's real science, and it helps to explore some of the different aspects of how we function on a daily basis. And that's really what it is. Next slide. And so we're gonna be talking about top these, some of these topics. And um, this book was something that I didn't plan on writing. Um, the Lord Bishop Butler, he laid hands on me March 22nd, 2015 and said, God said that you'll be able to use your hand and mind to help heal people of diseases and uh, that, that right now we don't have any technology for. And then after that, like this huge download, like I, I went home and the Holy Spirit kept downloading, downloading. And so I'm writing as quick as I can, taking notes for hours. I mean, it must have been that Sunday till like three in the morning, taking these notes, taking these notes. And he kept, you know, downloading, downloading. And then he said, now I want you to learn this discipline. And now I want you to spend time over here. And I thought, okay, I'll do it because you're asking me to do it. I don't know why, but I'll do it, I'll do it. And, and then eventually... Um, it, it kind of turned into a book. And, and so that's what this is about. So the whole point is, um, during this time with uh, the pressures that we may be feeling as a population, I believe that this book will help minister to you individually because it's gonna show you a bit more about the science, but with the backdrop of the Word of God. Okay, so that's the purpose of, of the book. And we also have an online teaching. Um, you can buy the, get the book for free if you go to www.thegodprescription.com. And there's some series and stuff that will encourage you. So next slide. So this anatomy, the anatomy of the tripart uh, man or human, and 1 Thessalonians really kind of describes that, you know. And so, and, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in 1 Thessalonians. So he's describing that tripart being. So we know that we are a spirit being. We have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotion, and we live in a physical body. Our earth suit, my pastor calls it. And when you think of our existence that way, a whole lot is cleared up. For instance, all of the commotion that the enemy would create in dividing us as a body and as a family kind of goes away when you realize that when you look at a person and how tall they are or 
um, or how long their hair is, sorry, I, or short their hair is, um, or color their skin or whatever, that's just their earth suit. I mean, do you know what color a, you know, a spirit is? I don't. But yet, yet the enemy would have people be divided over all this simple stuff, you know? So, um, so, so that's with the tripart man. And so, next slide. And I'm going to give you actually a, a, a joke. I want to just kind of interject because laughter is good medicine, and we'll get to that because we're going to talk about some specifics and then talk about what are God's solution to some of these problems. And so this joke we just heard just a, not a couple days ago. So you had this young girl, and she was sitting at dinner, and she had her... Um, uh, one of the gifts that were given to her from her family, you know, in the chair next to her, and, and, and they were about to eat dinner, and they prayed, and, and, um, and then, the, then the, one of the people after dinner said to the girl, said, well, what did the teddy bear eat for dinner? What did they have to eat? You know, didn't he, he had something to eat? What was it? And she said, silly, nothing. He was stuffed. Like, already ate stuff. Okay. Anyway, okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, one other quick point I want to mention is when you get into a situation, so I'm, I'm in terms of doing this backwards to hit the highlights, we all find ourselves from time to time in difficult situations or challenges. So, one of the things that the Lord gave me, which is kind of a jingle, it, it reminds me of when I was little and there we had fire drills. And they say, okay, what happens if there's a fire or if you're on fire or what have you? What do you do? And so what came up was stop, drop, and roll. So we, we, we know this from when we were younger. I remember it, right? So, so when you stop, what do you, why, what's that? So you stop and think about what you're thinking about right? And you stop the alarms that are due to anxiousness from going off in your head. Peace, be still. Number two, you drop. Well, you drop physically to your knees and also inside, and your thoughts for God's mind begins to cover you, and you kind of bathe yourself in his forgiveness and thanksgiving that you have for him, and you pray. And then you seek God calmly about that scenario in Scripture, in his word, and then you listen. What is the Holy Spirit saying to me? And then that's the drop. And then the role is with these challenges, now that you've you sought God, you have his peace, you have his answer, you act on it, right? And so, and you roll with those challenges of life that we may face, being full of joy and laughter in the Holy Ghost. Kind of like a holy roller, right? <laughs> so, so, so you, you know, there's that joy, you roll with the punches, right? And, uh, and laughter is really good medicine, which I'm about to talk to you about. It really, really is. And it will literally change every perspective of everything 
that you ever encounter if you choose to. If you choose to accept the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, found in Nehemiah, about any given situation, you will find that you'll be in a very strong place because our perceptions inform our interpretation of the facts before us. And those perceptions can either create anxiety or they can create peace and joy, especially when we have the right perceptions based on the word of God and based on what the Holy Spirit tells us about that thing. So those are really important nuggets that you just want to keep in mind. And so here, please forgive me, it's a little bit dark. Um, stress can affect the immune system. So I want to talk about, jump right into a little bit of medicine and science, if you don't mind. Um, psychoneuroimmunology, which is what you saw earlier, is a belief, it's the combination of a belief system, biochemistry, um, and physiology, and anatomy all combined. It's a science. It's a real science. And uh, there were uh, some studies that, that, uh, um, that prove this science that you can look up. You can fact check. So one of the interesting points is what you think on really will affect you. You'll, you'll become in some way. And there was a study done looking at um, caregivers of patients who had Alzheimer's. And they drew their blood to look at a specific biomarker or a marker to say, is there a lot of inflammation in their blood? And they compared that blood draw to those who, who were at the same age and matched appropriately, but were not caregivers to, to that group, that population. And they looked at this, uh, the, the blood draws over six months. And what they found were those that were Caregivers were just high stress emotionally and physically over that time. So their biomarkers were elevated. Those biomarkers are called cytokines. They were elevated compared to the control group. So that tells us that what we think on literally affects our physiology, literally affects our health, okay? And it happens at a split second. Okay, next slide, please. So your brain never shuts off, just like your heart, right? Until you go home to be with the Lord. Keep, it keeps going. So what you think about is really important, especially when you go to bed. Because all night, you're going to be processing your last couple of thoughts before you go to sleep. So one piece of advice would be to think on the Word of God and His promises. Another piece of advice would be to pray in your heavenly language. Okay. Another piece of advice would be if you're going to take a shower before you go to bed or whatever your ritual is before you go to sleep is laugh. And the, the prescription would be minimum 10 belly laughs. Okay? So 10 belly laughs. And so for me, when I take a shower in the morning at night, in the shower, I'll pray in my heavenly language and I'll get my 10 belly laughs in. And, that, and, it's, and so it changes my whole perspective on the day. And then in the night, so when I go to sleep, I just I fall asleep. There's no, I don't have, you know, stress and worry. But yet, that day, I could have encountered people who died or almost died. And at that point, stress is really high because I have sometimes 10 or 15 or 20 minutes to make a decision 
that could either end their life or save their life. So we have to move really quickly by, you know, taking off their skull, taking out, evacuating a hemorrhage or a tumor sometimes. So there can be a lot of stress that I may be exposed to in the day. But if, so if it works for me, I'm sure it'll work in other stressful situations for you. Okay? So, there you go. So, <laughs> so okay, well, there you go. So, um, so that's what dreaming does. And so here's an illustration. Here's an example. An example is that when you're sleeping and dreaming, your body doesn't quite know the difference. So if you're running from something and you're really stressed out, then in the middle of the night, you'll start to sweat. Heart rate goes up, right? So it's liter you're literally, based on what you're thinking and your perceptions, it will literally affect your body and how your body functions. Okay? Uh, next slide, please. Okay, so hugs, okay? Hugs, hugs are super important. When there's appropriate hugs um, and that relationship that we have with each other, what happens? You secrete oxytocin, so that's a neurochemical in your brain from the pituitary gland, and that gives you a, very, a calming effect, right? And so there's a bond with mom and the new baby when mom's breastfeeding and oxytocin is released from both. And that creates a bonding and a relaxation. So for God, we get spiritual milk, right? And, um, and he is, you know, an amazing, all-giving, all-loving being. And so he's also considered the all-breasted one, actually, in Scripture. It's interesting. Um, so... Uh, so that's an important piece, is our uh, interaction and our relationships with each other. And so that's why it's important that if you start to feel depressed, don't isolate yourself. Don't do it. Don't give in to that. You want to talk to somebody else, well, obviously, first go to the Word, spend some time with the Lord, but also communicate with those people who love you and, and who are around you. Don't isolate yourself because then you're not going to do this, and that can take you in the wrong direction. The other thing that helps is giving. When you give of your time, when you give of your offering and tithes, your pleasure center actually lights up. So if you want to feel joy, give. That's how God made us, L literally. It's actually healing to your brain and your body when you give. Right? So, you, and the enemy would say, no, I don't want to do it. They have all this and that and the other, and you, I need the help right now. I need, I need, I need, yeah. I need, right? But so that uh, the, the enemy, you know, is, is trying to do that so that he can kill, steal, and destroy. But when you give, now you are operating on God's territory and uh, in terms of the principles and the spiritual law of seed, time, and harvest. So, so kind of keep that in mind. So not only in terms of brain, when you give, your pleasure centers light up, but then you're also exercising a spiritual principle as well. Right? Next slide. So here's, so with children, what we know is how do children respond to stress? And we were all children once, so it affects everyone in this room. And in a nutshell, there's a fight-or-flight response, and you release certain cortisol hormones, 
when something is troubling or something surprises you, and that's how your brain works. So your perceptions occur in the frontal lobe, and you analyze what you see based on your memory, and that really doesn't begin until the age of about 26. So, in terms of good judgment. So before 26, you can understand why sometimes people do what they do, maybe. And it's because their frontal lobe, lobe isn't completely myelinated. It didn't completely develop. But that's your, you know, that's where you analyze stuff. And then from there, it goes to the hypothalamus. And the hypothalamus is a relay center. And that's where you release all these hormones based on your perceptions of the facts in front of you. So you can see that if you bathe yourself in the word of God and you're spending time with the Holy Spirit and now he becomes larger than your problems, he takes over your perception and now you're looking through the, his lens based on his view of the situation. So now your hypothalamus will respond appropriately versus inappropriately. And so what's the difference? The difference is, is that if you're really stressed, ah, type A personality, and you're stressed about everything, and you've got to do everything just right, and everyone around you has to do it just right, and if not, then there's a comfort zone that I'm, I'm going out of. You're constantly shooting cortisol into your system, and it's constantly destroying all the organs in your body, literally. It's constantly doing that, and it happens at a split second. So versus when, you, when you're bathed in the word, you know, you relax, you don't take yourself seriously, you can laugh at yourself, you can laugh at other situations, you can laugh at the devil, and the hypothalamus, right? The hypothalamus will respond accordingly, and then you have healing hormones released like oxytocin, right? So that's how God made us. He literally, think of it this way. This is how I think of it. Mom and dad get together, the egg and the sperm, which are germ cells, and those cells have all the ingredients to, create, to make a whole person. They come together and fuse in your mom's womb. And then at, when that process is happening, the, the, the uh, God will drop your spirit right in the middle of that, and then you form an earth suit from those two cells to 50 trillion cells, Right? That's kind of my way of understanding our tripart being, is, is kind of like that. And, um, and so, so that's really important when you think of how amazing and how fearfully and wonderfully made we are. We really are, right? And so you keep that in mind. Um, next slide, please. So this is what I believe is a major issue that affects not only children, but since we were all children, affects adults later in life and why we have phobias, why we have partly autoimmune disorders, why we have certain personalities where we're really sensitive about certain things, why we go off easily one of the reasons, I believe, is because a, the while, one of the wiles of the enemy in terms of him getting into your heart and having this pathway to go back and forth is because of what I'm about to describe to you. And the Lord showed this to me. And the only reason why I'm mentioning this is so now you can see this and then you, for yourself, can kind of destroy this process 
with the love of God and spending time with him and his people, okay, and the word of God. And so children, I mentioned about the frontal lobe. So their frontal lobe isn't developed. So when they see something that's bad, or even if it's not bad to them until mom or dad introduces it as bad, for instance, if there is a snake and the child holding a snake and mom or dad turns and, and says, oh, and yells, put that down, you know, put that down. The child jumps and drops it, and then they cry. Well, they didn't know that was necessarily bad until I yelled and introduced that thing, you know, oh, and then that was their response. And so that's what happens in life as parents. Oftentimes, we have to be mindful of those types of scenarios because even nonverbal communication can cre kind of create that. And so, whereas I could, same scenario, child has snake, my son has a snake, and I say, hmm, hey, Johnny, why don't we put that down on the ground now? You know, and I just kind of, yeah, and I'll help you, right? Then they don't receive that, <gasps> right? And, uh, and, and so, so that would be an example. So, but here... Those negative thoughts are going, and kids have these amazing, um, you know, uh, creative minds. So please remember, they do not think like us. They do not think like an adult. Why? Because they don't have reference points like we do to say, here are parameters or borders. And that's why a child could, be, uh, could say, I think there's a, a dinosaur under my bed. Keep the lights on. It's because their perception is very different than our perception. So that's so important, right? So it's super important. Don't think of them as little adults, okay? So what happens is um, there's, their perceptions could be, they could either have trauma, which is perceived trauma or real trauma. Next slide, please. Um, and perceived a real trauma, and that can be from either a, a true traumatic event or from um, uh, a sexual assault or a physical assault on them, or it could be their perception, perceived trauma. And a perceived example would be dad or mom or someone, and this is not in any way condemning anybody, but kind of yells at them to say, hey, you can't do this. If you run across the street, it's a busy highway. You're going to get hurt. Now, we understand what you're doing, but they may not. And they take that information and say, well, dad yelled at me. He's mad at me. He doesn't love me. Even though that's not the case. But that's how they may process that particular instance. For every thought, it takes 10 um, attempts of you correcting that one negative thought in a child's mind. For every, there are thousands of thoughts that obviously occur throughout the day. So obviously we lead by example, the word of God, and there are things that we can do. So, so in either case, whether there's perceived trauma or real trauma, a, a loop, a memory loop is created, and it's literally a loop in the anatomy, the parts of the brain from memory, hypothalamus, and then to cingulate gyrus and parts of the brain. And that loop 
continues and continues. And eventually, short-term goes to hypothalamus, long-term actually goes somewhere else. It gets processed by our brain, which is our processor, and goes to, uh, to be a part of our spirit in our soul, our mind, will, and emotion. And so that's really important because if you have these loops, those loops are subconscious. And you can have, you know, millions of these memory loops, good or bad, and if they're negative loops, you won't even remember, you know, the specifics of the memory. You'll have feelings of the memory as though it's always been. Sounds similar to a certain thing? When someone says, well, I've always been this way, for instance, well, they don't remember what happened at 6 or 7 or 8 or 9 or 10, not necessarily. They don't remember what they ate that day when you're talking to a 15-year-old or 20-year-old or 50-year-old. They, they may not remember that, but the memory loops are subconscious, right? And so this is kind of um, just in terms of some data, in terms of anxiety and depression, we can see that uh, these numbers illustrate that from age 3 to 17, uh, in these particular studies, um, that there were uh, there are large numbers of people um, that actually have some form of depression or anxiety. And we know that with the current affairs of the last two years, roughly, that that's contributed to the anxiety. And so the best thing that we can do now is, obviously, to that individual to smile, to speak the word of God. And every time that we're speaking to people, that we make sure that it's encouraging, and especially to our little ones, right? Um, and, and that's some of the ways that we can decrease or destroy those loops, right? Because our, our weapons are not carnal. Exactly, right? So, but what we can do is, with our actions, we can convey our love, we can convey the word of God, and we can have, uh, give them spiritual meat. And so that's why I really love this church and what they're doing for the kids and for us. Next slide, please. So you, say, you might say, well, okay, that's great. This is your theory about what happens to kids when they're younger. Well, here's a study actually by the CDC looking at 17,000 people who had ACEs, adverse childhood events, when they were younger. And they, and, and they found that these people who had um, issues with heart problems, um, with depression, with chronic pain as adults, that they had, they met uh, six of the 10 criteria for ACEs. So that would be things like uh, abuse in the home, uh, someone dying in the home, someone um, uh, being jailed, um, and so forth and so on. So major traumatic events. Because as I told you, that when a child is exposed to something like that, it becomes a whole world that's different than how we, we see or think about things. Because we can compartmentalize and say, oh, this is exactly why or what this happened is, but not children. And so ACEs. So with these traumatic events and experiences, um, they found that people went on to have major physical issues as well as emotional issues in, as adults. Next slide, please. And so, uh, so that's an important piece 
again, just observationally, there's science that, that shows that. So when we look at um, the response of, of stress, the fight-or-flight phenomenon many people know about, and, uh, and you release excess cortisol. And so the scripture in Proverbs 18, the spirit of a man or woman will sustain him in an, will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear, right? So it's kind of interesting. So your, uh, what happens to you during your life and your younger life can really affect you in many ways. There's another scripture and it talks about your bones, what happens in your bones drying up, right? Do you know in your bones are stem cells? Those stem cells are what repair broken organs. When you cut yourself, you say, wow, I got a cut there, gash. You know, you form a sore because of those stem cells and, and fibrin. And then pretty soon, three weeks later, you look and you can't even see the scar. It's really quite amazing. Those are stem cells that fix you. Well, what, what else is that? That's God's premeditated love for you. Right? I mean, think about it. He created your stem cells from two cells old. He knew that you'd cut yourself. He knew that you'd break a bone. So what did he do? He gave you stem cells. Right? So every time that happens, you can look back and say, wow, God really loves me. Right? Because he created these mechanisms in me knowing that this would happen or that would happen in my life. And he's got a solution for it. His premeditated love for you. Stem cells. Okay? Um, next slide, please. And so this is just, um, Walter Cannon actually uh, coined the term fight or flight. And in his, the same lab at Harvard, um, Herbert Benson, a cardiologist, 60 years later discovered the relaxation response that we call white coat hypertension. So what does that mean? So when you're in a doctor's office, sometimes you're kind of stressed because you don't, it's a foreign, it smells foreign, it seems foreign, they might say something bad and about give you a bad report, and so you're stressed when you go in. So that's white coat hypertension. But if you stop and think for a second, we just talked about perceptions and how those perceptions affect your physiology. So when you think about something that's uncomfortable or something that can, could create anxiety, what does it do? It makes your blood pressure go up. So there's a real connection between your physiology and how you think, how you perceive the facts in front of you. So that's the reason why when the Lord talks about in Philippians 4 what you think on, it's not just because it's a good idea at all, right? It's because he loves you and he knows how you're made and he knows that when you think on his word and you think on all of these good things that he's done for you, then that literally, literally affects your physiology. Literally, right? So, so this is good medicine, right? It literally affects you, okay? Next slide. And so in terms of the biology of belief, so Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about uh, at a genetic level uh, that DNA alone doesn't just control your biology. So we have something called epigenetics. 
and epigenetics basically is the, the genes that God has given you and the mechanisms that control uh, what occurs uh, in you. And so, again, this is just a, another point to say God's amazing, and he's done these works in you, and whatever you focus on, he's going to, um, that these, these uh, positive or negative results will manifest. So you want to focus on those good things um, as God would have it. And so that's why we need to walk in faith, right? And remember that his word is the highest and above all. And so with that, I want to thank you for spending time with me and allowing me to spend time with you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Wow. I encourage you, you can come back. I don't know where he's going to pick up next service, but uh, we talked about it in, in uh, the office there. So next service, uh, he's wanting to, I don't know if he's going to launch from here and go on or go back, uh, but have question and answers. So if you want to stay, if you have some questions, uh, we'll have a question and answer. Uh, and then you can come back tonight. I encourage you to come back tonight. I don't know that we'll be streaming the service tonight, so come back and, and be a part of what's going on right here uh, in this place. So, man, was that awesome. You know, one of the, praise the Lord. One of the things I was, I was just thinking about, you know, as he was going through that, those, uh, uh, the childhood part and, and where, uh, you know, it's so important for us as parents to raise our children in the nurture the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and bring them to church and, and, and pray with them and have devotion with them because when that idea, that understanding of God and His Word are really at the forefront and, and circumstances, stressful circumstances as we grow up are, are brought in the light of what we know about God, it, it changes everything, right? And so, wow, praise the Lord. And so... Who knows what God's going to do in the next services, but you want to be here. Amen? The Bible says when we're taught the Word, we communicate with the teacher in all good things. And we were taught things this morning uh, that will help us to understand how we're made, not just understand our spiritual life, but our physical life, how that affects our soul uh, and how we work as a triune being, how God created us to be. And isn't that so cool? I love the way he just said, you know, when you heal, it's God's premeditated love for you. God created you in such an awesome way. He knew you were going to stub your toe. He knew you were going to, you know, run into things. But he did that physically, but also mentally, emotionally, in every part. He knew we were going to run into things, that the enemy was out there. Yet he created us in such a way uh, to overcome, to heal, uh, to be whole. Amen? Uh, and so we are uh, going to receive an offering. If you're making out a check, make it out to New Creation Church. If you're giving by cash or debit or credit card, uh, raise your hand. The ushers will give you an envelope. We were taught things that really as we retain them, as we meditate on them, as we dig deeper into them, uh, they will help you not just today to say, wow, wasn't that a good message, but really to take this from here and help your life, help uh, stay healthy and whole, but also help other people that you come in contact with um, in what they look at. Amen. And so... Uh, really? Yeah, not yet. I haven't said that yet, but I'm working that direction. I have to have something to say while they're passing the buckets, so it's just not silent. 
but that's okay that she reminded me. You all know that I can get in my mind in a train of thought and totally not remember that I have this thing right in my hand. So, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, if you're giving by text, the number is up there. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you uh, for the opportunity to have we come together. We thank you that you have given many gifts, many callings, equipped so many in the body of Christ. We thank you uh, for Dr. Avery and how you've equipped him, not only from the, the realm of education, science, medicine, brain surgery, but in the things of the spirit of God, in the spirit of man. And so we just thank you for what's been imparted to us, what's been communicated to us today, that it will grow up, it'll produce and continue producing because it's spirit in nature. And we take the opportunity now to communicate with them in our natural substance in giving. We thank you. You have the law of giving and receiving. So as each one gives today, we just declare the word of God over them that you supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can go past those buckets. Uh, as you go out in the foyer, get one of these cards. you got the QR code here. And so you can go on uh, through the QR code and get the book. And so I have, uh, we, you know, as we've gone through the book, uh, he talks about the belly laugh. And so Tasha got to that point before I did. And so one night uh, she comes out of the bathroom. I'm just laying there in bed, and she's like, come on. We need to belly laugh before we go to sleep. And so she starts doing all kinds of crazy things just to get a good belly laugh out of me. And so there's just stuff in there that you can read, but you can also just uh, start to implement in just ways that aren't so stressful, but you can just enjoy it and have good belly laugh and create health. Uh, amen? So make sure you to pick these up. you got the QR code in the back. Why don't you stand up? Say this as we go. What God did in Christ Jesus far exceeds any damage done to me by Adam's fall. Encourage you if you have some questions to stay for the next service if you can. If you can't, we'll see you at 6 o'clock tonight.